That L Word Podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can you even love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? Welcome back to That L Word Podcast, everybody. I don't know... Did you lose interest in those in those couple of minutes where your brain cells started to, to fry? <laughs> uh, no, man. This is, I think this is um, like what we were talking about prior to the episode starting. Uh, don't do it for the money. I know you said there's a, there's a story I always tell, which you know, I'll briefly tell it now. Um, when I was first becoming a coach, I focused on the wrong things. That's what it came down to. It was the money, you know. Uh, and, the act, and I wasn't really giving my all I wasn't I wasn't totally in my 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 zone my gift or however you want it I was I was basically ego based I just wanted people to call me coach I wanted people to say I'm you know you're my coach and I wanted to see um athletes get excited about oh that's my coach I I saw especially being in Southern California I took coaching as more of like a title Mm -hmm. right and so I did everything um, it's a band. It was so the, 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 if I can, if I can get everybody, people to call me coach, then maybe I can get them to, you know, pay me money and then I'll, oh, everything will be great. Yep. Stay broke. <laughs> <laughs> that is not it, man. And, um, I think it's a big, you know, we talk about coaching, but I think it's a thing in society in, in general, even us in the military, like you, you hear people say, oh, yeah, I, I don't do it for the money. I mean, if I was if I was doing it to get rich, I wouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're a lot of places in that. And what I think doing don't do it for the money means is like making sure that you're happy with where you are, right? Making sure you are making the impact that you you set out to to make, uh, and making sure that um, that you don't let other things that bring the value fall by the wayside. Money is largely ego driven too. I think for some, I mean, we all. I, I shouldn't even. Hey, I don't I, think it's I, ego driven. What I'm about to say, I think, okay. is like if somebody is saying, "I want the next job to make more money," that can be ego driven. If you're trying to keep up with the Jones, Correct. there's a difference. And our, you know, our guest four or five episodes ago, I think, is a great example of somebody who wanted to make money, but it didn't seem to be ego driven. I didn't get that feeling. Ooh. It was Damon because he said okay. he wanted to make money to help his family to provide a better life for them. So he had a goal. He had a focus. So yeah. the money wasn't ego-driven. It was it was service-driven or whatever. Performance-driven. Performance-driven. Yeah. you know. But I do feel there are people that that's their status is the money, and that's So ego. I can say how much I make. That's right. So I can buy the things that, that should set the example on how much I have mm-hmm. or— there's, there's the illusion a, of how much I may have. Right. The the book, uh, The Millionaire Next Door. Ah, first book I've ever read. Oh, so if you if you think about that book, they talk about the millionaire next door who you would never know is a millionaire. Right. That's somebody who the is. The jeans and the, the that's the right. car. There's no ego there as opposed to the the person who is, you know, like driven by money so they can show everything. And I think that's even different too than somebody who's maybe just made a bunch of money and wants these has always wanted these things and gets them. Right? There's a lot of different levels. People argue there, that though. People are like, oh, we got to have money, but we do. Like, but it is as actually less than what we think. 
Yeah. You don't, we don't need as much as we think we need. Like, think about this. Think about this. If we took away, if we got a smaller houses, we didn't have multiple cars, sure. all this, we wouldn't, we essentially don't need it to survive. But yeah. it has become this societal um, norm where money need, you. if you don't have it, you won't have these things. Well, you don't need those things. Those are really wants. Like, are you feeding yourself? Do you have shelter? Uh, is your family healthy? Like, those are the things that actually bring more value. And I think that, you know, as I was, we talked about this briefly in the car on the way over when we decided on this one, there's so many <clears throat> occupations out there that don't pay because they just, well, for whatever reason, teachers, police, fire department, like there's a lot of service-driven. Military. Yeah, military. There's a lot of service-driven occupations that pay horribly. And when we were talking about this in the car, we look at our careers and we were successful. We had a great career. I would never go back and do anything. But when I look at myself and this, I'm not comparing to myself, but for the purpose of this conversation, when I look at myself, who's put in 30 very hard years doing what I did compared to somebody in corporate who's put in 30 very hard years, reaching the, the leadership level that I got to, I would be worth a lot more than I am now, but I wasn't doing it for the money. I was doing it because I believed in what I was doing and it filled my cup, right? In fact, and I know I've said this before, the last 10 years of my career, well, eight years, whatever, I actually lost a lot of money when I chose to stay in and go the leadership route because I wasn't getting a bunch of the other special pays that I was when I was doing other stuff. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah. But I stayed because I loved it, and I loved the people, and I loved the experience. And so I think that's really the essence of what we're talking about now is not doing something for the money. Do it what for fulfillment, and then the rest will show up. Like, I'm not driving, I'm not driving crazy, fancy cars, but I'm also not— Is that fulfilling, though? No, and that's what I'm saying. I'm also fulfilled, and I'm not starving. We live well. And we're able to do the it's things like that we want that to carry. do. Chasing that carrot. The money is... Golden handcuffs, they call it. Mm. A lot of times where people the are assumption. stuck in jobs, yeah. especially at that like executive level, they're used to a certain lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So they have to stay in because they have to stay in that job or that position because if they don't, then they're going to level down on their lifestyle. That's one thing as I transitioned out <clears throat> that I made it a, a point to like... Um, I lived a certain way um, and saved a certain amount of money, and I wanted to make sure, like I did the way I budgeted, it was like I didn't want, because military, you got so much leeway to do things because you got you can get paid on the 1st or the 15th and all these other things. You always have housing and everything else. But I, I did the, the mental work. It's like a mental and, and, and financial work to say, what do I need, what don't I need, right? And let's get down to the, to the, the brass tacks of it. And then if if I have more, great. But what like what is like the, the the bare minimum? And that looked different than what I was making. And it actually helped me it helped me live a more fulfilled life. When I, when I when I got to a point where I was just taking care of my family and not just focusing on wants, I was able to actually enjoy life a lot better for me. Uh it, it and it was a big deal. So but I don't think I've ever did it for the money. And that and that, I will say there's the flip side to this. 
And That's what if I was, we yeah. if we get out of the golden handcuff mindset, and let's call them like uh, stainless steel handcuffs, how many people? And we saw this in the military a lot. I see a lot of people that stay in because they're afraid mm. to move on and take a risk and get out of their comfort zone. And I've seen a lot of senior people do this. People that will tell you, yeah, I stopped having fun doing this job five years ago. Okay, well, what's keeping you in? Well, I, I need the paycheck. Think about the impact those people are having on their team. We call them retired on active duty, and I'm sure there's a corporate version of that, <laughs> right? Where yeah. the person is coming in, they're collecting their paycheck, ostensibly they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, but half of them are not doing it, or at the very least, they're not doing it well, and everybody below them suffers. And that can be at many different levels. You could have somebody who's stayed in for eight years because at four, they wanted to get out and start a business, but they were afraid, so they didn't. That was me. I was the guy. Um, my goal was to get out at 20 because I hated my job. I hate. Like, I got to a point maybe like... <clears throat> A little bit over 10 years in where, and I think I know now that it's just me having ADHD and all kind of other stuff that I, that I deal with, that I was bored. It was exciting at first, but then like I was trying to get, the great thing about the military is that in some cases you can get out and do other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and not lead, I lead the military, but like go do other job fields. You can have second and third um, type uh, uh, jobs. And but then I got to a place where they didn't let me go anywhere, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know about this. Like, yeah. this ain't gonna work." And then when they started telling me no, I was like, "Okay, it's retirement time. I need to, you know." I was close, so I said, "Okay, I'm gonna do these couple years, and I'm gonna get out." And um, I went to the transitional class and learned two things: I wasn't ready to get out financially. Two, I was scared as hell. I didn't know I was scared as hell that day, but I realized that the same thing I did after that, I could have did before that or during that time frame. But to your point, I was scared of of doing something new, starting all over again. And I, I kept telling myself that that um, the money was consistent. It was, you know, job security. And it was all financial, right? It was because I was doing things and living beyond my means, and I had stuff that I didn't need. Um, But I was so unhappy. And it started to affect my people because I stopped caring as much. Like, you know what I mean? I always try to – I always pride myself. I've always been a pretty squared-away dude. But before the end, when I was really – when I really cared, I would go above and beyond. Like, I was – I drank the Kool-Aid. I was there. I did everything I needed to do. I would, you know, do extra stuff. And then I just stopped doing it. And it, I started to see it not only in my evals, but I also started to see it in the people around me. And so I started going to counseling for that. Um, and the guy, I remember this, this little short older guy, he had to be in his like 60s. He's like, what do you love about being there? I said, the people. He said, focus on that. Yeah. Right? And that's when, I think that might be one of the, the pivotal moments when the Coach Morgan was created because like, I realized that I really enjoy people, right? And I can still help these young you know, Marines and other people there. And even society, I can still be a, um, a service to these people if I looked at it differently. And 
when I changed, I was more impactful. I was happier, um, and I was able to do four more years. And so the the don't do it for the money isn't always when you hear that you think oh don't strive because you want this massive payoff or this big paycheck. In the examples both of us just gave, it's it's also don't do the mon- don't do it for the money. Meaning you're stuck in something that's not necessarily paying you. Mm-hmm. You're not making millions, <laughs> but it's security. At what point do you ask yourself, am I really happy doing this, or am I stuck because? It's it feels safe. Your mental health is compromised. Your physical, I mean, all your health is compromised one hundred percent in a holistic way. It's like it's this negative because environment just becomes toxic, and because of the the toxicity you've created, <laughs> nobody right. else, and the, everything else is still be going the same way as me. But now you dread here. I was having anxiety going to work yeah. and all that stuff because I was looking at. Like I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Instead of looking at like, okay, what, what, is, why does this bring me value? And to to the what you just said, if I don't want to be here, am I setting myself up for success somewhere else? Right? If if money is what, and that was the thing. I, I think I I've told you this story, where I got to that point, and I was like, my goal now is to create my co- while I was still in the military to create my coaching business where it replaces my income. So mm. when I do transition, I'm ready, right? That's what I learned. Like, I didn't have to sit. Some people wait to the last minute. It's like, because you only think about getting out. Get, that's all they tell you about is getting out. Or, you know, you, you, should, you should quit your job, quit your job. But nobody's telling you after you quit what to do. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, that ain't fixing the problem. Like, now I got another problem on top of that. And so I was luckily that I luckily I was lucky that I went to that class and they started telling me about entrepreneurship and things like that. And I'm like, how can I create the same environment that I have now that I enjoy? You know, that part of the environment that I that I enjoyed. Okay, this is what I need to do. And I started. It may not. You may to be honest. You may have to do it for the money for the next another three years. But at least you have a plan to not have to depend on the money moving forward and everything that we do by creating this podcast we talk about real estate investing it's like i'm trying to create things where i can get to a point in my life i ain't got to do it for the money no more mm-hmm. right i don't have to worry about it that i've created systems and businesses in place that a passive income is created right and so i can go enjoy the best parts of my life my family right the, the outdoors traveling right so you can people say, oh, well, that's doing it for the money. I said, what we talking about, I don't think it is. That's doing it for your end state. That's yeah. your goal. If you look at your goal and and how you define success, and again, this is something I would encourage our listeners to do, is write down your definition of success. What's your success look like in five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? Mm-hmm. Where you want to be and what you want your life to look like at that point to what you were just saying, yeah, maybe for the next three years, you've got to stay in the job you don't love to get yourself set up for the next job. You know, maybe it's because you're in school right now. And so you're in school and you're doing the job you don't love. But I think that that light at the end of the tunnel helps you get through that more than when you're just stuck in it. And you're like, well, this is my life. I'm just going to keep doing this because it's it's what I do and it pays the bills. As opposed to that's the victim Instead of that's the like woe is me. Instead of taking the the steps, grabbing control of the reins, and saying, "Okay, I'm gonna do this for three years. 
while I finish my degree or this certification or whatever to start my own business or get out and do this other thing. You see a lot of in nurses are what come to mind right now because the, the healthcare industry, I think, is in a crisis and nursing in general. You see a lot of nurses that go through all that schooling, become nurses. And my wife was telling me the other day because she's in all the nurse groups. I forget what it was, but it's very most nurses right now only only stay in the profession for a couple of years mm. because they hate it so much because they're not being taken care of. And these are well-educated people with degrees and the, all yeah, of this spend all this stuff. time getting there, yeah. But it's a great example of a bunch of people that are not doing it for the money. They get there, they're like, wow, this is not what I thought it was going to be. So they shift gears and go and do and other they, things. And, and in hindsight, they make some really good money at, at, with all that, you know, especially with the demand right now, traveling nurses, the amount of money. And they, you work like two, uh, two or three days and you can make what somebody takes to make in like two weeks. Right. Yeah. And, and so it's, but think of all that they went through to get to that point mm -hmm. to be nurses or to be doctors or to be whatever. And I think this is more in the nursing industry. And maybe that's just because the circles that we run in and, and we hear about these things, but all of these people are leaving the profession because they're not happy. Oh, not that's not, no, that's, that's a military thing. Right. Cause a new generation, they're more worried about experiences than money. Right. You, mm -hmm. a lot of people, like you see, Oh, no, they weren't not yet. They, but they, how you treat them, how you talk to them, how you perceive them, like, you know, emotionally, how you make them feel. Like, they care about that way more than we did. My, maybe not as the, the only thing, but they care about that way about a lot of Marines, right? They want to leave. Smart individuals, they get paid every day. Like, but I don't like the way I'm being treated. Right. I don't want to be in this environment. It's not what I expected. It's not what I expected, right? And that and somebody that don't that don't that doesn't have that, like, oh, one of the old heads that didn't have all those different opportunities were like, you should have stayed, but they, you, you should have, you, you want it now because you didn't have something that, um, that they were being provided, but they're leaving because they see other, the, opportunities. The other opportunities where they can make the same amount of money and be happy. Yeah. Let me just add being, say, how do I, how do you do that? Um, and, and that's something, one thing that I tell people like, you can do coaching and say, I want to make a whole bunch of money, or you could just re you can do coaching to replace what you've what you've been earning at the place where you were unhappy. Like I do it because I could have stayed in. I, I still I could have went to 30, yeah. right? I could have took it to the next level. I, I totally believe it. But I'd have spent the next six years miserable. Miserable. And I said, okay, am I willing? to take a pay cut or take a chance on myself to be happy. And at first I was it scared. The, the thought scared the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I remember then, having those conversations. Yeah, that's that thoughts. I was like, man, what, are, what, what am I doing? But then I was like, I started going to leave and like, this is, and I was like, man, this is what, and I was telling myself like, when I went on vacation, this is what retirement feels like. Cause I still got paid, but I was still doing my thing. And, um, I said, I can do this. I remember telling you, Morgan, you're going to be freed up to do more of what you love. I remember that comment, yeah. You said that multiple times, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, okay. but I still couldn't, even then, remember when you first told me, I'm like, yeah, sound good. But, like, scarcity was a, yeah, <laughs> is, no, a, is, that, a, is, a is a real thing. <laughs> but that factors into people that are stuck in, they're doing it for the money. Because it's a scarcity mindset. Money is, I think money is so closely linked with scarcity. 
I'd rather be homeless again, bro. Like in 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 full transparency than be as emotionally taxed as I was in certain points in my career. Like I don't want to do that again. I don't it didn't feel good. I wouldn't wish it on my kids or nobody else. Yes, I made it through it. Uh, and, and I and I and I know what I know now. I wouldn't go back and fix it because it's created who I am. I was just going to say that, right? And I don't want to cut you off, but I think it's important to note: we're not saying you've always got to like. It's not always puppies and sunshines and, and rainbows. Gonna be, yeah. There's going to be these dips when you're feeling things, and you need those things to strengthen yourself and build grit and build fortitude and all that. But you don't want to be, you don't want to be swimming in it. Yeah. It needs to be like. The pool where you jump in and cool off and it's you get choice. out. It's a choice, but right. it's a choice, right? And and I, I want to be in a place where I can make that choice um, to to do so. I don't want to get I don't want to get stuck anywhere anymore. And I think that's what really what we're talking about is when you're sitting there in the pool just swimming in it, and you're you're stuck. They're complaining about. I was complaining. I was mad at everybody else, and I'm like, dude, like, but nobody made me say reenlist, but. I wasn't do, and this is the biggest one. I wasn't, or people don't do what it takes to move out of it. We just wallow in the pool. We just swimming around in circles, and we just say, "Man, this water is cold," but we don't get out. Yeah. However, there's the other side of this, right? And when I when when you brought this topic up, the first one that comes to my mind is teachers. I think it is criminal how. Low, our teachers are paid. Okay. But many of them stay in that profession for a really long time. And I, I get it. They've got a, a pretty sweet schedule for the most part. Yeah. But they love it. They love the kids. They love the profession. But there are a lot of young teachers that have at least one, if not two other jobs to make ends meet so they can teach. That's why they always like teaching. They, that's why the teachers are... Or doing the extracurricular activities with the kids, or yeah. or chaperoning, or coaching track, or football. Not always because they want to, is because that's the money they need to pay that card note every month. So then, <clears throat> it's it's this weird dichotomy, right? Because now you've got the up other side of what we're arguing about, where you're doing what you love, but are you making enough money to survive? Yes, I think we all are making enough money to survive. That's and, how you define yeah, survival. Yeah, how you define survival. I was just about to say, right? Like, <laughs> I think, I mean, we we make some good money, bro. Like, I, I don't, I, I, like, I am no longer poor. I am no longer, I don't live in poverty. Right. I am not, um, what the, uh, I'm, I'm like the upper middle class. That's how I consider myself. Matter of fact, that's how the income places at the, the college and my daughter's elementary school consider me yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> Financially, not by my own meaning. Uh but <clears throat> I, that's I think it's another subject because like we we what we think we need and what we actually need are two totally different things. Yeah, and I don't want to get down that rabbit hole, but I guess when I'm thinking back to the military, and I remember my first paychecks were, gosh, dude, like I think mine was like six hundred dollars a month. Yeah, it was my, something crazy like mine. That. I think yeah. I made less than five hundred dollars a month. Yeah, I remember those days. That's like yeah. six thousand dollars a year. If you think about it, we didn't care. We had no care in the world, though. But in and I know people will say, "Well, you had health care, <laughs> you had food, you had housing," and you're right. We got paid. We just got paid differently, <laughs> right? And so then I compare that with like teachers, and and so there is this group of people that 
are absolutely not doing it for the money. They're doing it for the love of what they do. You know, and what is it that keeps that them going? That is crazy because, like, I mean, I was, I've read a books where, they, I mean, where the teachers are the most valuable asset on this planet, literally. They're like, how is that so? Because I'm not thinking about teachers in school. I'm talking about teaching in right. general. Like, that's what we do. Because guess what? If if we don't graduate high school, we can't go into the military. And if nobody's in the military, nobody can defend the country. Nobody defend the country, we don't have freedom. If we don't have freedom, we're in the third world. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's, it's this trickle effect. Um, but luckily, we're in a place, or not even not in a place, but that the world and, and, and the universe allows teachers to survive off their want to pass on their knowledge to others, right? And then they not and you like you, to your point earlier, they're not doing it for the they're not doing it for the money, and they don't because they don't really get they get paid to survive in society. But how their true payment is seeing those kids every day. Hundred percent. I've in fact some of the guys that I hang out with at the <clears> beach <throat> are former teachers. Okay. And it's so funny because uh, there's this one place that we go all the time and. Several of the people that are like the bartenders or the servers are in their 20s and had, you know, these people as uh-huh. as their teachers. And to see that interaction and that I remember when I was an instructor in the military, they were some of the most fulfilling tours I had because later you see those young people out just crushing it and doing awesome stuff. You know, and there's that like when they see you, they're like, oh, and they're so excited to tell you about all they're doing. So I think that is to your point, a lot of the fulfillment the teachers probably get is seeing all of these young people then grow into adults and do great things. It's just, I mean, you know, not to get down a rabbit hole on that, but I just think it's criminal how money how is little they're paid. But that's the thing, right? Money is what we think, or what almost money is what society teaches is what is success. Right. If you are, if you, even if you are doing well off, you still hear people talking about, oh, I'm broke. Yeah. yeah. I need more. Yeah, I yeah. need more. Right. And I, and to me, I don't, I'm not broke. I don't need more. I just want more. I'll right. tell you straight out. Like, I want more. Uh, do I need it? I do not. I am fine. If I never worked another day in my life, we would be fine. Yeah. Right. But that's not what I want for me. I, I want to do other things because that, that excites me. Um, we just are taught. Money, 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 money. Okay, you got to gotta go to high school so you can make money. You got to go to college so you can make money. You better get a good job so you can make good money. You, oh, you don't want to do that job. It don't make no money. Right. <laughs> so at what point do we do, when, or, or to being told, do what you enjoy? And I was just going to say, so really, <laughs> like it don't even, that's not even a conversation, really. Most. Yeah, the takeaway is remove the word money <clears throat> from any job and figure out what it is that you enjoy and what keeps you in that position, I guess the money will find a way to you. Like, the survival. But it does, though. The survival. It does, bro. Like, because you put way... uh, You put a way... I I want to say this correctly. The energy you put into something that you really love doing, that you really enjoy, is different than putting energy into things that you are doing because you got to right. or and it, and you it just it's a necessity it's a totally different feeling and if you're trying to 
for, and, I, and I can only speak for me, the moment I started to shift, I started to shift and really do it for enjoyment and live life for enjoyment and be around people that I enjoy being around. No material thing, no money meant anything because like, I don't even need stuff in it. I don't personally need, I don't want to, I want a mountain house because I want to go to the, a wilderness and start spending money and giving it to other people. But Right, I don't need stuff anymore. What I care about is experiences because I've I've learned that that I value that more than anything. I'd rather go to Kava with you, right, than fly to the damn Bahamas. Yeah, because I'm I'm happy. I go to Bahamas, go there. What I'm gonna do? Oh, you can drink. I don't want to drink. Yeah, <laughs> right. You can sit around. I can sit around here, right. So you want me to spend ten grand to go do something that I don't really need to do when I can get the I get more fulfillment. Going down the street, spending seven dollars and and being with a friend. You but know that's what I mean? also you, and there are others out there that the escape from their normal life is the experience they want. If you, if one, if they're using the word escape, that's a whole nother issue. Well, yes and no. I mean, and I'm using that word not in a negative sense, right? But is there not a is there a positive sense to escape? I think so. Huh. Let's Google that one. <laughs> It's, it, I it's escape. Like it means to be. Well, what are you, you doing? Well, if you think like you're in your you're in your job and you're in your daily grind and all that kind of stuff, and you want to get, let's change it then to get away. You want to get away from that. Okay, I can go with that. Escape is very. It's triggering you. <laughs> I'm a paralegal by trade. Yeah. Escape. I'm looking like, a, well, like you're okay, in prison. Well, you, yeah. No. But, no <laughs> but you know, to get away from your normal routine. And maybe just experience sit on the beach a different and do environment. That's right. It's experience, and, and everybody's got a different experience that they want, or are looking forward to, or something like that. And some cost more than others. But it's, I guess that would be an interesting study in the sense of if I make very little money, what does my getaway experience look like? Maybe it is going to the movies or going to Cabo. But this is, I, I would challenge you, the, the way the, this thinking, you said it in a previous episode, it's not about the vacation. How does it make you feel? Right. That's right? what I'm Because saying. You, yeah. I, I can, the, the feeling that I want is like, I don't need to go anywhere to get it. But that's you. Maybe if I go, maybe I'm so like <sighs> inundated with everything at the house mm. that going down to the bookshop and reading and having a coffee isn't really getting away from me. I need to physically get away, away. Off grid. Off, off grid, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So there's I that. I see it. Because yeah. you love going to the wilderness. I love not being around people. Right. So Positively. I want to make sure I <laughs> follow that up with something. Uh, so it's different for Because I, yeah, I need to refill my cup, like, and the nature refills my cup. And so because when I'm, when I'm around people, I'm on. Yeah. I'm always on and like I just want to be off. But I think the level <laughs> of income that you have also helps you with those experiences because Facts. if you make a certain amount and you're able to get away one time, now you've tasted it. That's why I want to buy a house now instead of written one. But it now you know what that feels like compared to somebody who's never been able to actually get away somewhere. So they're still fulfilled and happy getting away by just going to the park and reading for an hour by themselves. That happened to me. I, my, I didn't take my first. Uh, I didn't take my first vacation ever until I think 2019, and I didn't. I, and like I literally, it was crazy. We went to Puerto Rico, and um, there was no cell signal where we were, so it, it wasn't like, oh, you get the. I'm mm -hmm. unplugged. Oh, it unplugged for you. you it unplugged you. <laughs> yeah, it unplugged, and I was there a week. Yeah, and like 
I was like, we just sit around, we ate, we drank, they had, we talked, we just seen the atmosphere, and no work. I couldn't do anything. I, my, all my stuff is virtual, so I couldn't do anything. And I'm like, oh, then we came back. I said, I want to do that again. We went to the mountains because it was still away, mm-hmm. right? It was a different environment for me. It was still quiet. It was outdoors. And it was just, you know, we got to have the cabin and just did the same thing we did in Puerto Rico. And I'm like, oh, I like this. <laughs> like, yeah. this is different. Like, okay, this is what vacation is all about. Like, for me anyway. And now it's evolved. And now I need a vacation home. Which costs money. Which costs money. So that's, I guess, that relationship to the money and don't doing it for the money is just a matter of evolving those needs, wants, desires with your situation. I want to— And don't let it overcome you. I think that's the key takeaway. With the overcome part, I was about to say, I I wonder if I'll be done there. I would doubt it. I do, too. Because— I hope so. (laughs) Let's say say you get a mountain house and you go there, but then you go to Europe and you go to the mountains there. You discover that, and we're we're definitely down a rabbit hole. No, we're not because it's it's still it's like. I mean, it's all we, tied we said. To the don't money. do it for the money. It, it, I, I think there's we just have to define for the ourselves and the and the listeners where's that line have to be drawn. Like, where's the purpose? I think you said it earlier uh, in this episode. Uh, like, understand that the money is not everything but it is a conduit to having certain experiences. And that's where you've got to do the self-awareness and self-reflection and ask yourself, okay, am I really happy in doing this job? And does it afford me the opportunity to do the things that I want to do outside of it monetarily? Because some people just want to work on their own home and be able to sit on their porch and, and drink tea. And that is bliss and success to them, and that's awesome. And then there's others that say, I want to go on one vacation a year, and that's right. going to cost X amount. So then they factor that in. So I think really the the thing that we've been driving at in a bunch of roundabout ways is making sure that you ask yourself what fulfills you at work, what fulfills you outside of work, and what can you do that meets in the middle of that. Maybe there are people out there that are not super fulfilled at work, but it fills their bank account enough to where they can then go be fulfilled outside of it, and that Mm -hmm. works for them. And that's okay. And that's totally great. Yeah. And then there's the opposite, to your point, where people love what they do, doesn't make them a lot of money, but they're cool just hanging out on their porch and drinking tea. Yeah. So it's it's really just, again, back to self-reflection and self, self-awareness. Are you happy doing what you're doing? And if you're not, are you stuck there because of the money? Don't do it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> it's a factor. We're yeah, not factor. denying that it's yeah. a factor. Especially in sure. today's society. Like, that'd be unrealistic to say, you don't need the money to do nothing. You do. Yeah, at you do. At some point, not that you're going to walk out here butt naked, but then you're going to need money to get out of jail. That's right. <laughs> so money is needed, like in some way, shape, or form. So, no, no, that, that makes total sense, man. Yeah. I'm with it. Well, I think that's... If for this episode, a short one. It's short yeah, shortish. Short is. We're both yeah. hungry. Uh, <laughs> we did two weeks back to back, which has been kind of tiring because yeah. we were in the studio last week, and then when we were doing our calendars, we we're like, "Oh my god!" And we talked for a living already. So. Right, and we're both going to be gone, <laughs> so we had to get right back in the studio to do four more to carry us through 
all of our travels that are coming up. Yep, yep, because so, we want to make the money so we could do the things. I guess. <laughs> so we got we got to pay for this podcast. That's right. We got to pay for the podcast, or it wouldn't exist. But we appreciate you for listening. Thank you. Um, you know, money is not everything, but it sure does help. That's it what Les Brown said. In life, yeah. <laughs> so do do your thing, but with regards to the money, leave us a review, uh, leave us some stars, and let us know what you think. And do you do it for the money? Or do you do it for happiness? Yeah, are you stuck in a situation that you want out of? And if you are, what are you doing to get out of it? What are you doing to actively create a better situation for yourself? Mm. Got something to think about, don't you? All right. That's going to do it for another episode of That L Word Podcast. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. See you later. Bye.